we do not want our system to be politicized. Uh, that, is, that is a view that is shared across the board, across the political spectrum. Uh, to, and in order to ensure that it doesn't become politicized, it is critical that it remains confidential. Yeah, such a novel concept, eh? That is uh, Mark Taves of the Manitoba Bar Association, because there are leaks and then there are leaks. And that confidential, you know, sensitive information came out on a Supreme Court nominee. You know, it didn't just raise eyebrows. It has infuriated those in the legal community who see this for what it is. This is a weaponization of our justice system. This is a, an attack on the rule of law our prime minister says he believes in so much. And that it could possibly come out from his office? Come on. So, yeah, the Manitoba Bar Association's disgusted that a reputable judge has a, been thrown under the bus, B, has been forced to, you know, to come out and defend himself against a smear that is so uh, degrading and, and not even remotely true. And the new you know, Attorney General David Lametti issuing a statement late this afternoon. He's so concerned. The Prime Minister's office issuing a statement. They would never do this. So I guess they're going to want to get to the bottom of this, right? Let's ask. Lisa Raid, his deputy leader of the opposition, also just happens to sit on the Justice Committee. And Lisa, I should say, you sent a letter to the Federal Judicial Affairs Commissioner on this very issue. And are they going to be investigating this? I did send it. And he said no, that he didn't have the jurisdiction. But he uh, it's his um, organization that is actually there to support the process of Supreme Court appointments. So we thought, well, that would be a good guy to ask to take a look into it. But what he did do, Alex, is he expressed is horror at exactly what's happened as well, much like everybody else who has a law degree or works in the justice system has done so. A- absolute horror as to what's happened. So who can investigate this? Because the new Attorney General, David Lametti, you, I, I don't know if you've seen his, uh, his statement that he's put out. He's deeply concerned about this. And yet, can he get to the bottom of this? So, so concerned they're going to do nothing about it. It's the way I look at it. He's already said he's not going to do anything. Um, somebody uh, asked of his office whether or not they were going to investigate, he, and they said, we have nothing further to add to his comments. So, look, the best thing I can do is I can compare this to what happened when there was a cabinet leak mm-hmm. uh, about three years ago, and that was with this issue with respect to a couple of uh, naval shipyards out east and had to do with Captain Mark Norman, Admiral Mark Norman. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, you know, the prime minister, the, everybody was extremely angry. They called in the RCMP to investigate this breach of cabinet secrecy. Scott Bryson said in 20 years, it's the worst he's ever seen. And uh, Katha McKenna actually weighed in and she said, you know, this undermines all of our ability to have confidence in what is happening in our in our bureaucracy. I don't see any of those comments coming from any cabinet ministers right now about the need to get to the bottom of it and what a terrible breach of uh, cabinet secrecy this is. And this is atrocious, what has happened. It is beyond even what Mark Norman has been accused of. It, well, that's what I was going to say. I would suggest that this is even worse because now we're talking about the weaponization of justice system to now um, get out of a cover-up. I mean, to take a judge and throw him under the bus and obviously it came as quite a surprise to him. So what is the repercussion? Because Jody Wilson-Raybould herself now has all also said she wants this investigated because it pulls her into this um, and it might be a political game to play of well we're trying to discredit her but in doing so they've crossed n- someone in the prime minister's office has clearly crossed some some lines well there's no way that this could not have been leaked by somebody who knew the prime minister very very well because they told a personal anecdote about what the prime minister felt and mm-hmm. what he said and how it unfolded that much detail 
is telling. It has to be somebody close to him. Now, the PMO said very carefully that they they didn't say that they didn't do it. They said, well, we would never do something like this, which is a little bit of mincing of words. And maybe they're just trying to make themselves uh, look a little bit better than they are in terms of clean hands. But somebody did it, and they did it for the purpose of hurting Jody Wilson-Raybould. And in, they didn't care that it was going to be an assault on the independence of our judiciary and as well call into question the, avail- uh, the ability of the Chief Justice of Manitoba to be non-biased which to me is the biggest shame of all. Well, I mean, because if someone's going to be looked at for that job, um, and any nominee, sh- any nominee or nomination moving forward should just assume that their information is not going to be kept confidential. Well, exactly. And why would you want to put your name forward? I mean, that is one of the tenets of applying for these kinds of, or putting your name forward for these kinds of, of uh, positions. They're very important positions. And people think long and hard about going into the process and they expect to have confidentiality. And quite frankly, you talk to any MP who sat on any of these committees that had to do even tangentially with picking um, ministers or justice justice uh, appointees or Supreme Court appointees. I mean, Candace Bergen said to me she felt like she was signing away her uh, first grandchild when she was signing off on the confidentiality agreement. That's how serious they take it. And yet to somebody somewhere uh, in the PMO, they've decided, well, you know, uh, well, it's not that a big a deal. We'll just we'll just talk about how how bad Jody is. Right. And so we have been hearing, I mean, it started with Michael Bryant, former AG here in uh, Ontario, with uh, with a demand that the RCMP look into this. That was, I think, a 100 weeks ago. Then we had five AGs come forward saying, this has to be looked into. We've had so many people come forward with legitimate case um, pointing, saying this should be looked at by the RCMP. Certainly at this point, uh, Ms. Rate, the RCMP might raise one eyebrow on this? I mean, is this has this yet met the threshold for someone to investigate it? I, I The way I look at it is the RCMP has to do what's in the best interest of the public. Public interest rules supreme. And after Jane Philpott left and what she said about saying this is not the whole story, she's very concerned about the ethical behavior, one would have to think about whether or not things are happening appropriately in the government. And then he compounded it with this incredible mm-hmm. leak of personal confidential information about um, a justice in the, in the system within Canada right now. Somebody is going to have to be looking at this and saying, OK, it's time for us to take a look. RCMP were called in before, as I said, with Mark Norman. I'm not advocating that they call in the RCMP. I think it's up to them to decide what to do on this leak. But when you have the entire Canadian Bar Association angry with you about something that they did, you have to shake your head and wonder, what are the Liberals hiding? Alex, what the heck are they hiding that they're willing to do what they did to Chief Justice Royal on this? I mean, because what they did was shameful. Well, and, and, and you would wonder, what um, what action can he take? Can he do anything? I'm sure he didn't want to be dra- he didn't want to be dragged into this for several reasons, but now he is in it. Is there anything he can do or demand? I don't know, um, but I'm sure he's looking at it. I can tell you that um, Sheila Cox was on Twitter on the weekend, and she had, uh, boy, she had one tweet that yes. is pretty close to the bone in terms of whether or not he's, she's saying something that is slammer, slanderous. Well, she and, called him homophobic, and, and that would be, I think, she a case did. for libel. I mean, that was a completely yeah. uh, egregious comment to make, and she has not taken that back. And that's why I look at a, a, a man like that, and I think whether I believe in his politics or not, no one should be able to put that kind of, um, you know, uh, paint someone that way. Well, and quite frankly, to put a fine point on it, if there was a case that would go forward, if there was a complaint made like that against yeah. her, she's in a lot of trouble because 
the one thing a judge has to have is the fact that he's non-biased, he's mm-hmm. unbiased, mm-hmm. he's a, a trier of fact and a deliverer of justice, and to be accused of being um, homophobic and anti-LGBTQ, mm-hmm. how can you hear cases uh, on any of these matters anymore. It goes right to the heart of what he is and yeah. what he does for a living. She's in a lot of trouble if he pursues this, a well, lot. Well, she should. I mean, she should. It was it was an off the uh, offside comment with absolutely nothing to back it. But before I let you go, we know that Jody Wilson-Raybould has now gotten new evidence or new statements or information to the chair of the Justice Committee. You sit on that committee. Are mm-hmm. we going to get that information? No time soon, but <laughs> you will. <laughs> will it be redacted? Uh, I'm not so worried, so much worried about the redaction because I think they're just going to scrub it for personal and private information. But I will tell you, I'm concerned about the length of time that it's going to be taken. Uh, my understanding is not to expect anything until Friday. Oh, Friday, and, like in yeah. in 2024 20, or well, this, more this than year. that now, 48. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Friday on dump day, right? Yeah. The uh, 5 p.m. dump day when everyone throws out their garbage, take out the garbage day, right? As used to say in government, when all the bad news would hit. So I expect that's what they're they're aiming for in terms of trying to figure out the best time for it to, to go out. I don't know what's in it. I don't think uh, members of my committee know what's in it because it's been held so far by mm-hmm. the clerk himself of the committee and, and they're in their process of translating. Um, it, if it's going to be taking that long, it must be lengthy. It's, yeah. not, it's not five pages, let me put it that way. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to be something that is going to be worth reading on Friday afternoon. And yeah, our position on this was always very clearly, um, this has to be made public as soon as we possibly can. And we respect the fact that it has to be translated for it to be in both official languages for publication that that's fully understood, but we're, uh, we're waiting. We're actually also have another motion that we're currently all participating on an email and that has to do with uh, whether or not we give unanimous consent that we can receive the non-translation uh, as long as we keep it confidential. Right. So we'll see. We haven't even seen it. Nobody knows what's in these documents yet. Well, we will be watching. Uh, Ms. Rate, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Alex. Thanks a lot for having me. That is uh, Minister. That is Lisa Rate joining us, uh, Deputy Leader for the Opposition. And uh, I, hey, Friday? I'll take Friday. I thought it was going to be like next uh, millennium. Like, I thought it was going to be the end of the decade. <laughs> so frankly, I'll take Friday. I don't think it's going to happen, but but I'll take it. This is Global News Radio.